0: we good? All right. Well, uh, we are excited to have you guys. We've got a good crew. Uh, we are going to have our water balloon fight here in about 15 minutes. Um, and uh, some of you are just a little too excited to like pelt your former sons and daughters of God with water balloons in the face. So just tone it down a little bit, but we're going to go out and have have some fun in just a moment. Um, If you're new with us, just wanted to say, glad you're here. Thanks for visiting. Um, We are desiring for this to be a place where in the middle of your week, you can come and just kind of relax, see some friends, be encouraged, uh, and have some fun. And so that's what tonight's about. Last week, we kicked off Fuse uh, for the fall semester with um, this just simple um, message about Two words in scripture that I felt like I wanted to lean into and I want you to lean into. There's these two words and we kind of learned some Greek. And so the first one was the word Lord. And uh, the Greek word is kurios. Can you say kurios? Kurios. Kurios. I think there's going to be a slide up there. Um, And so that's the first word that we learned about. Um, that, that this is something that we see is um, what God uses to describe himself, wants us to use to describe him, the owner, the one who has control of the person, the master. This is like the Greek word definition, a title of honor, expressive of respect and reverence with which servants greet their master and supreme in authority. And what we said last week was that this is something that we call God, but in the same breath, he also says, you can call me Friend. Okay, so there's the second word, friend, and this Greek word phileo. Can you say phileo? Phileo. phileo a friend or associate. He who associates uh, associates familiarly with one, a companion, and then one of the uh, bridegroom's friends who on his behalf has asked uh, the hand of the bride and rendered him various services in closing the marriage. Uh, so this is like a, man, this is like a, a groomsman Ladies, this is like your bridesmaids. This is someone very, very special to you, okay? And there's a moment in Scripture where Jesus is going to say, call me this, call me that. And specifically, there's lots of names for God, but we zoomed in on these two, okay? And that's what we want to focus on because we want to have obedience to God in the sense of like he is our Lord, he is our master, right? He is in control, he's on the throne, but in that, same, uh, in that same aspect, we want to see him as a friend, someone who's close, someone who desires to be like family with us, okay? So that's that's what we're after. Sometimes we get a little too like, oh, God, God's just kind of my homeboy, and he's kind of cool with whatever I do. And some of us get a little too like, well, I've got to do this, and i got to not do that because if I do this, he's going to be happy with me. And that's sometimes we get it a little too twisted. And Jesus gives us all these different pictures. Hear me. Jesus gives us all these different pictures of what to call him and what he's like so that we know all the different pictures. So please understand like he is Lord, but he's also he's also friend in the same sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. In fact, one of the very first things he said um, was he said um, there's this there's this verse in Matthew chapter five um, verses 13 through 15. And I wanted to just take a quick look at that tonight with you because these are things that Jesus is going to say about his disciples or you, okay? If you would call yourself someone who is a believer, a Christ follower, a disciple of Jesus, then he's going to say these things. He's going to say, you're the salt of the earth. He's going to say, salt, you're the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It's a weird question. Have you ever thought about, like, what happens if salt doesn't taste salty anymore and your mind just kind of melts into the floor. Um, it is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. It doesn't It doesn't work anymore. It's not fulfilling its purpose. And then the very next verse is going to say this, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. And so he's going to talk about us in these Two different phrases, and I want you to be thinking about what these mean about you, okay? So I think I said this last week. I'm going to repeat it again. If you are here and you're like, well, I mean, he's talking about like disciples of Jesus. He's talking about Christians. I'm not a Christian yet. That is okay. We're so glad you're here. We would love to point you in the right direction. We'd love to answer any questions, but I don't ever want you to feel like you're not welcome here because you're not a Christian. This is not just a place for all the people uh, that have got it all together. I promise you we do not. Okay. But what he is going to say is that you are the salt of the earth and you're uh, like a light, like, on a, like a city on a hill. And the salt, he's talking about the seasoning, the the tastiness. There was a sense in which there was a preservative. They didn't have, like, refrigerators back then, and so they used to salt things to preserve them. That's nuts. If I were to try that, I I would probably do it wrong, and the stuff would grow mold or whatever, but that's how they used to do it. And then there's this picture uh, that he uses that you're a light on a hill. And I really kind of want to focus on that word light for just a moment this evening because... If you are a believer, then what Jesus would say about you is that you are light. But not just that you are light, that you're light in a dark world. Now, here's what's interesting about the whole dark world thing. I think everyone has different um, interpretations about how they would describe our world. Would anyone say, yeah, our world seems to be pretty dark? Just raise your hand. Yeah, a lot of us. That's not peer pressure. If you're like, I think the world's pretty awesome. Yeah, awesome, cool. Would anyone say like, no, for the most part, I think the world is awesome. Just totally cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's good things. I'm not saying there's no good things. Ice cream is a thing. That's pretty awesome, right? Why was that the first thing that I said? That's why I'm on a weight loss challenge. <laughs> Ice cream, fajitas, Mexican food, barbecue. Yeah, it's all food with me. All right, so... Yeah, there's lots of good things in this world. I don't know what that was, but it sounded rude over there, so... Tone it down. Hmm? Family? Family? That's good, too. (laughs) A wife that you love and have been married to for 16 years? You've devoted your life to? Yeah, it's my wife. Um, Lots of good things in this world. But, here's what I'll... I kind of want to put something in front of you guys, okay? And you can... You can reject it or you can accept it, whatever you want to do with this. I happen to have this belief that in a general sense, our world is running away from God. It's running further and further away from God. So tomorrow things will get a little darker. That's kind of where I'm at with things. This is how I see the world. And until Jesus comes back and makes all things new, we will continue to just say, no, we've got it. We're going to do this on our own. Okay, that's where I'm at. Now, does that mean that, you know, you can, you can hold the door for someone. They can say thank you, and you can say you're welcome, and good things can happen. Yeah, but by and large, there's a lot of selfishness. There's a lot of greed. You know, I keep hearing, like, good news about good things that happen, and then I turn on the news, and it's all bad news, right? And then so many people have all these questions. We talked last week. I said one of the questions that I think is, is the, the first Really big, important question I ever asked, I said this last week, why am I here? Like, what's my purpose? We talked last week about kind of starting your school year with purpose. What does it look like to start with purpose? What does it look like to start well? And so I asked these questions, why are we here? Because these things, like, drive us in a certain direction. And here's what Jesus is going to say. So your salt and your light, you are meant to affect this world in, in such a way that it should it should be pointed back to me. It's going to say, let your light so shine that they may give glory to my Father who's in heaven. That's the last verse there. So at just, just a question of purpose to you. I asked this question last week. What do, you want, what do you want to look like at the end of the school year? What do you want to be able to say about yourself? What's the story that you want to tell? This is great because your whole school year is ahead of you. This is awesome. It's like, I love a new school year. I love the excitement of fall kickoff. My goodness, college football is like really kicking off. I can't wait for that. But, but more important than any of that, I get to decide by and large what this year looks like, how I describe myself. What did I do? At the, at the end of the year, what do you want to be able to say? And here's what I want to tell you. A lot of you in here are members of this church, have been here for a minute and you know the call of God on your life to be salt and light. But it's very easy to go to school and just completely forget about that. Right? When do we not forget about it? We don't forget about it When we're on mission trips, we don't forget about it when when we're like, hey, we really want to encourage you to go. There's a special thing and we're going to go pass this out. We're going to do this. We're going to share the gospel with people. But then like we just go to school and it's just like we just click into like I'm just like a person and I just kind of want to be a person and not salt and light today. But what does Jesus say about you? You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Your light should shine so much. That people around you give glory to your Father who's in heaven. There should be a cause and effect because you are in the school that you're in, because you're in the family that you're in, because you're in the neighborhood that you're in. The people around you should be pointed towards Jesus. Any of you have a friend that when you think of them, the first word you think of is Jesus? If you don't, it's okay, find that friend. I've got that friend. I've got lots of friends that way. But I've got to be honest, outside of my lovely wife who points me to Jesus in s- such amazing ways, I feel like I've got to use you as an example every time just to cover my bases here. <laughs> That's just good husbandry- husbanding, guys. Husbanding. The- I just made up a word. I've got a friend named Patrick Martin. Um, and-, and Christy might actually agree with me on this one. He, he When I think of Patrick Martin, if I were to see his picture flash up on a screen, I would think Jesus. Because that guy points people to Jesus, points me to Jesus. He's pointed my kids to Jesus. He's pointed my wife to he, everyone he's around. He doesn't care. Talk about what we're talking about on Sunday mornings, studying Romans, being unashamed. That dude is unashamed. I am somewhat ashamed of how ashamed I am, right? I should be more unashamed like my friend Patrick. I should be a cause of other people having, giving glory to God. And you should too. So, so my, my question is just simply this. What does it look like for you to live intentionally? Okay. I'm just talking to the believers in the room. Okay. So those of you, if you're not a Christian, like, and you're like, I don't want to be a light Yet, that is, we can talk about that, okay? This is a safe place for you to ask those questions and learn and all that kind of stuff. But if you're a believer in here, here's what I'm saying. Like, you are a light on a hill and you should be shining like a city on a hill. You should be the cause of other people giving glory to their Father in heaven. I wonder what might happen if we might be able to say, everyone in here, it's a personal challenge, everyone in here, that would call themselves a believer in Jesus. What if you looked at just one person, and prayed for just one person, and invited just one person? And what if some of these empty spots in this room were filled up by the end of the year? What if at the very end of Fuse in like May, there was someone that was here that didn't start the year here? Wouldn't that be incredible? And I believe that you can do that. You know why? Because it's not like the Holy Spirit in you is any weaker than the Holy Spirit in me. That's what's so special. The disciples, teenagers, didn't know much better. Peter, dude, was ratchet. Like he made mistake after mistake after mistake. He was the one, right? Remember last week we said, he said, no, Lord. It's like, what? (laughs) That's the biggest oxymoron on the planet. If you, dead serious, I want you to look at me. I want you to take the challenge to see if you could let your light shine so much that the people around you would see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I wonder if practically the way that plays out is if you make one invitation to one person to get them to be able to come to a few service or maybe it's Sunday morning LBS or something like that. Whatever. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? I think that teenagers think that they're like, not able to. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I'll do it later. And here's what, here's what I'm learning from some of the college students, okay? Had a conversation with a college student not, not too long ago. Do you know what they said to me? These words ought to haunt you. I wish I would have taken all that stuff seriously while I was there because I was in the middle of a mission field. I had this whole mission field out in front of me. And now I'm off kind of doing my own thing and I don't know anyone doing a new thing. Now, this person is trying to meet people and trying to really take that call to be a light seriously. But you guys have that mission field right in front of you. That's the challenge. Your salt, your light. Will you let your light shine? Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for all the ways that you, um, you do the work for us. You, even, you promise us that we're not alone. Over and over and over again, you say that if we'll just abide in you, that we'll bear fruit. And so thank you for that. Lord, I, I pray that the students would take a challenge to be light in their school, in their neighborhood, in their team, wherever they are. We love you, Lord. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen.